Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Zach. And I'm Austin. And, and this, this is The Human Vibe. Hello, hello, hey, hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> hello, welcome. Giochoch. Which is hello in Irish. Oh, yes. Totally just Googled that right before starting yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because it's spelled like not like Giochoch, but that's how you say it. Giochoch. Giochoch. <laughs> but yes, welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you got all um, and all the feedback that we've received. Remember to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast and you'll always get notifications on when new episodes come out yes we also have a facebook page the human vibe you can search that on instagram underscore the human vibe underscore and for our personal instagram at zach and austin yes yes We're- shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> so we are really really excited about today's uh, podcast episode we will be talking about our adventures in the first month in ireland so that was july 2021 We'll be going through um, our little journey out to West Cork. Yes, a lot of fun, a lot of adventures. So beautiful, such a beautiful place. Oh my gosh, true. We'll talk about Schnitzel's first time on a train going to Cove. Little bubbies. Which was wonderful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful little uh, town. It was actually the last place that the Titanic um, docked before it left Uh, um, on its maiden voyage. Um, We'll talk a little bit about a trip that I took Um, A little bit of a solo trip with a friend to Dublin, and then what a Irish heat wave is like, which we got to experience. (laughs) Air quotes. You can't see them, but heat wave. Heat wave. (laughs) And then ending the month um, with a beautiful little seafood dinner. Um, So let's just dive right into it. Yeah, July was a really, really fun transition. I mean, it was our first full month after, you know, selling everything and taking that leap and following our dreams and putting everything into this and it really was a beautiful scary adventurous month yeah and in our last episode we kind of referenced this but we met some really beautiful humans um just by going out and about and going and having a cocktail and sitting next to the the right people and just striking up a conversation um and so a big shout out to our friends grant and jp Um, I got to meet them and because of them, they also introduced us to our friend Fred. Uh, and so it was just uh, the perfect timing. That was was. when you were going through a lot emotionally. And, um, I mean, when you leave your home country and you're building a new life and you've got everything around you feels very foreign, you know, the, the light or the, uh, electric plugs, plugs, right. Even the smallest things, The, the smallest details, utensils are different. Yeah, and you know what's weird to me is that in Ireland, the power outlets, they look different than they did in the UK, and they look different than they do in mainland Europe. Yeah. That was so strange to me, but yeah, the power out, like little things like that are so different to you, and I think, you know, we were both going through that transition, but thankfully we met these beautiful humans at the right time, and they invited us to go on a little trip with them to West Cork, so... Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so thankful that they made that suggestion oh gosh yeah so thankful for them just sending them so much love right now (laughs) good vibes um but let's talk a little bit about like west cork so in ireland 
you know, everything is a county, which in the U.S., the good thing about that is we also have a county system. Yes. You know, we, you know, where you come from. But in Ireland, I would say it's so funny. People really identify with the county that they come from. Yes. There's Limerick, County Limerick. Oh, county there's so Cork, many. Cork, yeah. Mayo, like so many. And people really identify with that, that area they come from. And there are such differences in those counties. Little cultural nuances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so the Southwest counties, and I think where a lot of places that, uh, especially in the U.S., a lot of the images that we're used to, those are like County Cork and County Kerry. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge mountains, beautiful green landscapes, things in the distance. Narrow roads. Narrow roads. (laughs) Which we'll talk about. Some old castles. Yeah, the sea, the Atlantic Ocean. Um, very just picturesque Ireland. Yes, it is. It's beautiful. So we left. It was like a Saturday morning, very early. Um, we left uh, Cork City, and we drove in two separate cars. We were with Fred. And again, for me, it was really my first time doing a road trip where you drive on the right side in the car and the left side of the road, which it's very disorienting. <laughs> it, it is. Especially if you've never been to Ireland, the roads are literally so narrow. They're all, once you get to West Cork and some of the more county villages, not even towns necessarily, it's like if two cars are coming at each other, you got to pull kind of over into the ditch and you're like, all right, you go first, you go first, then I'll go. But it's so normal. People are flying around. We're sitting there in the car just like, Lord, baby Jesus, keep me safe. (laughs) I was. I was seriously just like holding on to my seat the entire time. But it was just so beautiful. As we were driving, um, at one point, I know Fred pointed out um, that there was a Viking era tower just kind of sitting off on the side of the road, off the side of the highway. Just chilling. Just sitting there. And it it was that's just kind of wild to me. You know, coming from the US, it's funny because we'll see a house that was like built in the eighteen hundreds and we're like, oh, it's so it's old. so old. Oh my <laughs> gosh, look at this ancient landmark. <laughs> <laughs> but here it's really beautiful that history is just kind of sprinkled everywhere. And so beautiful. The first place that we stopped at was called Glandor in County Cork, West uh, West Cork. Yeah, and maybe we should also dive into so Southwest Ireland is all County Cork. Obviously, Cork is the capital of that. It's it's toward the eastern part of the county. So as you start to drive more west, that's when you start to um, not understand what they're saying, even though they're speaking English less and less and less because their accent is just <laughs> so specific. Yes, it's very different, for sure. Very different. Very, very different. Absolutely beautiful, but you're just staring at them like, are we speaking the same language? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and it was just really beautiful. We, um, I think, like, from what I remember, I, we were kind of, like, driving along the coast, and we got to this tiny little village, and again, the roads are so narrow that we had to keep pulling over to let cars pass. And we stopped in this tiny little village, and it overlooks this, like, little small bay, and there were boats out, and it was yeah, such like a, a little beautiful sound. day. Yeah, a beautiful sunny day, which in Ireland is is a blessing, because they say the Irish summer is literally a week. And it only lasts in July. And yeah, <laughs> in a way, we can kind of prove that. <laughs> well, and I will say, like, uh, we're very lucky because yeah. our time in Ireland was just, it, it, the weather was beautiful. Yeah. And people kept saying that over and over. They're like, like this oh, isn't normal. Twitter yeah, is normal. never like this. <laughs> 
Again, we're sorry our, our Irish accent is so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the first place we stopped was called Glandor. Yes. Beautiful little village. Like, seaside, Atlantic. Yeah. Just little village. You could see a little island like kind of off of the coast right there. It was just so beautiful. For me, like again, I'd never been to Ireland. I think like it, it really is difficult to put into words what it looks like, but it's just absolutely stunning. The air is so clean. Yeah. It's got that like, it's, I don't know, it's strange because I've, you know, been all to all the coasts in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to the Gulf, I've been to the Atlantic, been to the Pacific. And I just don't ever remember the air smelling like that. No. It's very different. It's very fresh and very clean. It doesn't smell like very fishy. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know? even though you're right beside the ocean. Yeah, and it was different. We When we first stopped, we we got out. Um, you know, our friends got some coffee, and we just kind of stood there just staring yeah. at the ocean. I just remember feeling so small, yet yeah. so big, yet so happy. And, and just in awe of it. In awe, yes, in awe yeah. of all of it. And we had schnitzel with us. So he was running along, like, on the side of this hill. He was living his best life. He was... Um, but they said, you know, we want to go take you to this stone circle. It's an ancient stone circle that's right there near Glandor. And so Austin and I were like, well, how far is it? And it was like, what, three kilometers? Three kilometers. You know? know. So So it's like like, a little under two miles or whatever. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day. So we were like, we'll just walk there. And And (laughs) they all looked at us like we had two heads, like we were aliens (laughs) from space. you want to walk there? (laughs) Gail, you going to walk? That was my little... Grant, Gail, <laughs> Gail, you want to walk? And we're yeah. like, absolutely. Grant has a very um, proper British accent. Uh, and obviously, JP is from Brazil and Fred is from South Africa. So they all have different accents. Which so, is so cute. It was so amazing. Oh, and, and our friend John was also there and he was, uh, he's Irish. So it was just kind of like this mixed match of like different accents. And it was just so fun. But we started walking. They stayed back um, because they were going to drive the cars that way. So we're walking in the on these like little Irish country in the roads. country, like walking farms. by people's houses. They're waving uh, at us. Right? There's like a little like <laughs> camping site. People with their little uh, little campers, just saying, "Oh, how ya? Oh, how ya?" I'm just waving because you know I'm from the country, so I'm like I wave at everyone. And they say, "How are ye?" You know, yeah, how are ye? Ye is y'all in I, for the Irish, you know. So they're always just asking us, "How are you doing? How are ye?" Um, but it was really cool. It, it wrote, definitely gave me what is that movie? Leap Year. That movie. Oh my gosh, uh, beautiful. Where they're like in the country and these narrow little roads and uh, stone, the stone walls. Oh yeah, the stone walls and the stones that separate pasture to pasture, farm to farm. Absolutely beautiful. Just gorgeous. And so we walked our way and then the guys ended up uh, passing us in the car and they were like, are you sure you don't want to get in? And we were just like, no, we're loving it. And they're probably like these, these Americans (laughs) Americans. who walks. That was a huge reason why we, you know, that's a huge passion of ours. And I know it's as simple as walking, but we love it. Walkability. You get to see things when you walk that you just don't get to see whenever you're in a car, like just little details, you know, like those stone walls. We saw snails, like there were snails Everywhere. Oh my gosh, the biggest snails from slugs into snails. And they're beautiful. They're just so cute, you I know? know? We would just make sure, like, oh, don't step on them. Don't step on the snails. Move snail. around the snails, move around the slugs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we ended up um, 
we were kind of like on a little main road and we can't even really call it that. It, yeah. it felt like it was like a very country it's road. It's a country road. But we turned off to go to the stone circle and there were like signs in different places. Um, but that's where the road got really narrow. Like, I don't even know how cars got through this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and you notice that they build cars, trucks. I mean, you rarely see trucks, vans that are much smaller than they are in the United States. There's no, there's no need for a, a four by four. Oh, like a big SUV, like no need for it. Yukon XL. Like what? Goodbye. Yeah. I I remember just um, when I got back from Germany, when I studied abroad back in 2012, when I got back to Chicago, one of the biggest things like that was just a kind of a culture shock for me was just how big everything in the U S is unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. No Tino Shea. If, if you have that and you use it for your business, but Honestly, you're the 1% because (laughs) especially growing up in the Midwest, you see people just going to work in their Yukon XL and I'm like... One person in there, yeah. I'm like, girl, you don't have 8,000 children. I'm very confused why you need this right now. There is no reason. (laughs) You're just destroying the environment. Very passionate about it. Yes, yes. And we're not bashing anybody who has large vehicles. We just... For us, when you're in different parts of the world, you suddenly realize these things. But anyway, we were on this road, and we're going toward the stone circle. We met up with the guys. They all parked. Um, and so we had to go through, like, around this little gate and go through, like, a pasture area. This literally, like, and we'll definitely post the photos on our Instagram, but, like, we're in essentially somebody's backyard, just, like, walking through this little gate, this little path. You see these beautiful red flowers that kind of like hang there yeah we ended up learning those are originally japanese flowers that have somehow made it to ireland and they are everywhere they're absolutely beautiful tbh i don't remember what they're called again you'll see the photos yeah but they're everywhere and they're really beautiful so we get through the little pasture and we kind of are up on a hill and down like where we're standing you can see down to the sea and you can see little farms and there were cows, like just cows just chilling some cows, some horses. with this beautiful view. We were like, man, cows here are so lucky. They get this gorgeous sea cliff. It was view. like a one, yeah, a one eighty view of like the Atlantic ocean. I'm like, this is where I want to be a cow. Come on, chill and eat my grass. <laughs> like life is good. <laughs> it was gorgeous, but I'd never seen an ancient stone circle, and obviously everybody knows of like Stonehenge. That's very common, but stone circles are actually like very common in Ireland, and I didn't know that. Um, but this stone circle is called the, and I'm sorry again if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but Drombeg, the Drombeg Stone Circle. But locally, um, in that region of Ireland, they call it the Druid's Altar. Um, and so it's very ancient, dating between 153 BC and 127 AD. Yeah, older than the pyramids, to give you some reference. Like, yes, very we're old. We're talking like Bronze Age into Iron Age, age of, of circles, just stones chilling in the ground. You know, they're probably the height of we are, you know, six feet. Just, just chilling, 13 stones in a circle and one in the middle, and you're just like... Yeah, and it wasn't even whoa. just the stone circle. Off to the side, there was this like stone pit that they made for cooking. And they had like a uh, like a waterway that they could, um, you know, bring water into it and 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 heat up the water and things like that. So what they would do is they would actually heat up stones in a fire pit, and then they would put it over into this other pit, and it, they would heat the water up that way, which was so cool. It's just for us, like I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, never. It 
I mean, they recently found the water pit you're talking about in like the 50s when they were excavating and they were like, oh, look, here it is out in the middle of nowhere. You know, we can see like literally farm four, four people's houses and just a couple pastures, people living their quiet life, the Atlantic Ocean. And here are these ancient stones chilling. Here's these ancient homes in the ground that are just chilling. And it was, yeah, it was very, very cool. And that's also when we learned that um, Irish people, uh, the original settlers of that region of Ireland, actually came from the region around where Israel and all of those countries are. Um, And so genetically, they're actually very similar. And I did not know that. I did not realize that. that And they're so far away from each other. And you think, wow, like. Yeah, what? it's yeah, and it's just things like that that you don't really realize. But yeah, it was very beautiful, and it was just such a cool moment. It was um, very spiritual. It like, was. I took it really my was. bracelets and my rings, and I set them in the center, and I just kind of stood there because you get the breeze of the ocean. It was a sunny day, probably like 23, 24 degrees Celsius, so you know, mid seventies, low seventies, and we're just like, yeah, it was wow. beautiful. It, it, it's so quiet. Yeah. And it, it was just very, like, just very, very spiritual moment. I absolutely loved it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh. it was. It was really cool. And we're lucky that John was there with us because he just had so many fun facts. And just doing it with those guys, it really m- just meant the world to us. And I think that, for us, was really important because we suddenly felt like we had our tribe there, um, that we had a support system. And so that was really important. Yeah, um, they made sure that we were taken care of and that yeah. we... In- had a good time and that we were thought of. It was very, um, very welcoming. Yeah, very it Irish. absolutely was. So we left there and we ended up um, driving through Skull. We didn't stop in Skull, but we had to go through Skull. And Ian why Bailey. Was, why was it? Well, why Ian was Bailey. Well, for those who, people who haven't seen it, what, what, why was that? So in 1994, this French woman was murdered near Skull. And this documentary came out on Netflix in July when we were arriving and we were like, we got to stop. We got to see it. School is a very, I, I don't want to say touristy place. Cause you have to go extremely very out of artsy. your way to get there. But yeah. yeah, it's, it's a seaside Irish beach village and it was popping. It was, you know, the sun is out. Everyone's out. Well, and actually later on the officials in school asked people to stop coming there for murder tourism, which by the way, is like a very real thing. And <laughs> one thing I would just <laughs> urge people, if you're one of those people who watches a documentary and you're like, let's go to this town because somebody was murdered there, just be really respectful of like the locals because apparently in Skull, it was becoming like a big issue. We couldn't find anywhere they to park. Have the infra- they don't have the space or infrastructure for all those cars and all those people. Well, and they, you don't want to be known as a place where somebody was murdered. You know what I mean? So, but we drove through it because we were just really intrigued and it was wild people were parking in places they shouldn't have been parking it was overrun it was wild and we were just like okay we're just gonna drive through here (laughs) we just kept talking about it we were like we need to go to school we need to go to school so we got our little fix i put the window down breathed in that school air and i was like all right let's keep going (laughs) we need lunch (laughs) yeah so we ended up going and stopping for lunch and that was when we all kind of parted our ways um the uh, half of us had to go back to Cork City, but Austin, Fred, and I, and Schnitzel, we ended up going to a place called Meisenhead. Yeah, Fred was like, 
I came and he began to do his accent, his South African accent, but he was just like, Hey, do you want to go to my head? And us, we're just like, yeah, we're down for the ride. Like we're here. Why not? And we didn't even know what it was. But, no idea. But it's the most Southwestern point of Ireland. And you have to drive through the most narrow roads. I've I, still in Ireland that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but we were flying around these corners and Fred was flying. I, I, again, I was praying for my dear life. Fred is a great driver. Let me first and foremost, homeboy needs to wear his glasses. That's another story for another day. But he is a great, <laughs> him out. great driver. I love Fred so much. The homeboy <laughs> needs his glasses. So we're just like, skirt, skirt, skirt. Yeah. But we made it to Meisenhead. And Meisenhead is, it's, it's basically like cliffs. Um, and there's a... Basic, like a almost like an island cliff that is connected by a bridge, and think like the bridge of Casa Doom and like Lord of the Rings. Like that is what the vibe is like. But it is so stunning. We already put up pictures on our social media, um, so you know they're on Instagram. But it, cameras just don't do it justice. It is. It's yeah. So traditionally, there was a lighthouse there to help you know boats and things come in i mean it's the most southwestern point of ireland it's the edge so it has some history but it is just yeah it it farms people cows i don't know whose cows those are but they're in the most beautiful place as well and then it's just cliff yeah the atlantic ocean yeah you can you can walk down like they had certain paths that you could actually go down closer to the sea and closer to the cliffs um but it was just really stunning, and we really, really enjoyed that. That was just a wild experience. I think at that point, it really, really hit us. This is still in the beginning part of July, and it really hit us like, wow, we're, we're going to be living here for months, you know? Absolutely. It was so... Another moment where you just stare out into the ocean, and you're like, I feel big, I feel small, yeah. I feel... And it was sunny. Apparently, the weather there, 98% of the time, is really horrible, and it's very difficult to see anything, but we went on probably a cloudless day. Yeah, one of the nicest days of the year. We and probably have three or four days like that. Yes, and it was just gorgeous, and yeah, so that little trip out to West Cork was just so needed, and it was kind of a turning point, I believe, in in our trip to Ireland. It really... Um, gave us the opportunity to see a lot more of Ireland than we would have seen. And um, so we ended up obviously going back to Cork City. And one thing that Austin and I love to do is we love taking the train to places. We yeah. love the yeah. train. So so in Ireland, really, you do need a car to get around to places. Of course, there's a bus system. And I don't know how the buses are fitting on these little roads, but they right. do it. I want to give a shout out to Irish bus drivers. Those are talented people. Like those people <laughs> have skills. And so you can get around to these places via bus, but not really. Yeah. It's, it, it, you, if you can't get somewhere by uh, mass transit wise, by train, you can do it by bus. So bus is actually like probably the most common form of transportation yeah, in Ireland. True. Um, but there's a little town really close to... Cork City called Cove, and it's spelled C-O-B-H, but the B-H says a V in Irish. We didn't know that, and so... Educating the children on Irish. Oh, and, and Irish people are always like, we know you're not from here whenever you call it Cobb or Cobb. <laughs> Cobb. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, you know, a, couple, a few miles away. I would say the train ride took 20 30, minutes. Yeah, 25, 30 minutes, yeah. maybe. Stopped in a couple different places, but... 
Um, we lived not far from the main train station, probably about a 15-minute walk. And we took schnitzel because in Ireland, you can actually take small dogs on train if they sit on your lap. And so that's amazing. You know, shout out to Ireland for, for allowing uh, dogs to do that. So we took schnitzel on his first little train ride. So cute. Just him, his first train ride. And whenever we had the car in the United States, we'd say, you want to go bye-bye? You want to go bye-bye? And we were saying that, and I was just encouraging, trying to teach him, like, okay, bye-bye now means train. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye can mean airplane. And but he bye-bye loves can it. also be car. Yeah, he absolutely loves it. His little, he's got his little paws on our arm. He's looking out looking the out window. Looking out the window. He loves train travel. Beautiful. It was kind of, it's like marshy, kind of. It's like inland from the Atlantic while you're getting to Cove, a little marshy. Some old castles that are just like, there. Half, half knocked down yeah. there uh but that that 25 minute train ride was just absolutely beautiful again an opportunity to see the irish countryside what does it look like yeah um cove is it's, it's pretty well known i would say uh yeah we wanted to go there because it has a cathedral there that's very well known and there are some houses that are um kind of next to each other that are very colorful on a hill and they kind of go down, they call them like the deck of card houses. And so we really wanted to go see that. And it's also where the, it's one of the largest natural harbors in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's where the Titanic actually stopped the last place it stopped before it went on um, toward New York. And so there is actually like a memorial there, a memorial garden that we went and saw. So we got in a cove and it's very touristy and whatnot, but we walked over to the memorial gardens and that was really, really cool because, you know, we all know the story of the Titanic, but they have a a large memorial with the names of all the people who died. Everyone who died. And they have the ones who specifically got on there um, from Ireland like noted. Yeah. And so it was really, really just kind of, it's wild because it happened so long ago, but it's still so remembered here, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could feel it. People from all over the world were there. We heard people from Italy and people from Asian countries, from Asia. Yeah. They were there and they were all like just paying respect to the people who, who died. And so I would say the Titanic is, is kind of known internationally. Oh yeah, it's for something sure. Everyone knows about. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. So it was just really beautiful and this the town itself is really gorgeous, very hilly. Um and it was such a hot day that day. Oh, hot meaning like 76 degrees Fahrenheit. True, but you know what? <laughs> One thing I will say about Ireland is that even when it's like 72 degrees, mm-hmm. thus if the sun is out, the sun feels so much hotter than it that. It slaps hard. It does. Yeah. And I think it's because the being so close to the ocean and the wind keeps the temperatures down, but the sun is still very, the very hot. The direct sunlight. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was beautiful. Everyone out in their shirts and shorts, and we're walking through, and it's a little seaside village, and oh my gosh, you look over into like the bay sort of, and you just see all these little like pink jellyfish and they were so cute. It was the first time I've ever seen a jellyfish in the wild. And I just was like looking at them and it was kind of sad because they were being washed up, but I was just like, Whoa, look at the little jellyfish. They're very cool. Yeah. That was the first time for me as well. I mean, I never, I have never really seen a lot of jellyfish in the wild before, but they are all over, uh, all around, uh, County Cork. And so, that was really, really cool. And it was so funny, though, because there's a very famous picture. Anybody who, if you Google Cove, 
C-O-B-H. You will see it. It is like the cathedral, and then right in front of the cathedral are all of the houses there. And yeah. we, we wanted to see that picture. We were like, we want to we want to see it at this point. So we're like walking around Cove. And just we, like, la, 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 la. Yeah, just like, where where do we go? Where well, is it? Where is it? it? You you basically are walking around a neighborhood, and there's just like regular people, you know, with their clothes out drying. And so you're like, well, how does somebody get this picture? Do you have to have a... Um, a drone or something. Right. And so we're walking around and we're where we probably think we should be. And at one point I was like, we're standing by a wall that's, you know, blocking everything. Yeah. It was like six feet, five oh, inches. Yeah, it's at six least. Foot five tall. It's a pretty tall wall. It's oh yeah. Stone wall. But I lift my hands up and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a picture of the cathedral from here. I'm not sure what's over this wall. So I literally just lift my hands up <laughs> And I take a picture, and it is the picture. Bam. <laughs> Found it. We were just like, where is it? And we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just stop here. We'll just stop it. Just and take you a just random like picture. Hold your phone over the wall. Click. And you look down, you're like, and it's perfect. Austin, <laughs> look at what I just took. And I was like, shut up. Yes, let's go get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we will add that picture and the picture from some of these adventures that we're talking about on the Human Vibes Instagram uh, sure. and, and Facebook so you can see um, what we're talking about but yeah it was it, that day was really cool and this was probably the weekend after we did our West Cork road trip with the boys and yeah Cove Ireland we absolutely recommend it just such a gorgeous little beautiful, seaside town beautiful with some history and there's a Titanic museum there yeah. as well mm-hmm. and I mean they probably honestly I was so you go there and we were like, okay, I want to get dinner and a drink. And I walk up to the, this bartender. I'm like, Hey, where can I get dinner and a drink? She's like, Oh, there's only like three places. And then there's maybe like five other places you can get a beer. And so it's not very big. It's a very small destination, but it was just so cute. Yeah. And so cute. And thankfully you can easily get there by train. So if you ever visit Cork city, um, just go to the train station and we definitely recommend taking a little, um, trip over there to Cove. So at this point, we're now in mid-July and something that I got to do that was really cool was Fred had to go uh, do something with a visa for him to go to the UK. And so he asked me if I wanted to go with him to Dublin. And I'd never been. Austin had been. And so he stayed back with Schnitzel. And I had work. And yeah. You know, this, work also, like, we should note that this whole time I'm working remotely. Feel, again, feel very blessed to be able to do that. But, you know, technically my work day is 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's 9 to 5 Eastern Standard Time. But we're in Ireland. So I'm back working. I'm like, yeah, I've done Dublin. It's beautiful. It's We had a great time. Yeah. I've had a great time there. So for the opportunity for you to go was like, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely was. I was just really excited about it. Um, and so we took a little road trip and it, it's about a three hour drive yeah. from Cork to Dublin and uh, the trip there is, it was just straight on a highway. You know, it's nothing super special. You see a lot of mountains in the distance and things like that. Um, and this was during the week by the way, but getting into Dublin, I just immediately, this was just my impression. You could just feel the difference of coming from Cork to going to Dublin. Dublin definitely feels a little bit more like what London kind of felt like in many ways. Yeah. 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 A little bit more modern. More sky. There's skyscrapers. More flat as well. Like I noticed it isn't super hilly there. Whereas in Cork, it's very hilly. 
One thing that people in Ireland talk about, though, is they say that Dublin was the English capital. Mm-hmm. It was deemed the capital by the English. And so really the Irish did not name Dublin the capital. It just kind of became that way because of under right. British rule. Mm. But really, that's why a lot of Irish people say that Cork is the real or the unofficial capital mm-hmm. of Ireland. And I can see why, because Cork is very different. I think it's a lot more unique. Um, and this is just me. <laughs> um But getting into Dublin, yeah, it was a lot busier. And so I had the opportunity to kind of walk around that day and just see things. I got to sightsee. Um, I got to experience a little bit faster pace of life there. Um, Obviously, they've got a lot of streetcars, which is a little bit different than in Cork. Um, But I had the coolest experience. And honestly, out of all the things that I experienced in Ireland, I think the most beautiful experience that I had was that day when I was in Dublin. Yeah. So there's a large park. It's very large, um, right there in, in Dublin. Uh, and I'll have to link some information about this on our social channel, but it's really beautiful. A lot of, uh, people there from Dublin go and they'll just sit and it was morning time and people were just kind of sitting there, starting their day, having a coffee, walking chatting. Walking their dogs, maybe. Walking their dogs, um, children. A lot of parents were walking with their children before Aww. they probably had to go to work or things yeah. like that. And I sat down on a bench where there were a lot of pigeons. There's just birds everywhere. Swans, pigeons, um, like albatross-looking birds. And I sat down, and there were a lot of pigeons around me. And I noticed there was one particular, it was really beautiful. It had like a purple head, and it was just really pretty. And it kind of was being, um, you could tell that there were like larger ones, the males, that were kind of coming after it. And it kind of stayed right near me, and I was just watching it. And eventually, it came and like hopped up on my foot. And I was just like, what is going on? (laughs) What is up with this pigeon? But it also had this like twitch. It's like little neck would just kind of randomly twitch at times. And eventually I was just talking to it and, hey, you know, how are you doing and whatever. And uh-huh. eventually it got up on my knee. It was like it's sitting like on my knee. Hopped up. And it was, Hop. yeah, making little like sounds and, and dancing. It was like twirling around. And it was just the coolest thing. And this like family stopped. And they were like, we've never seen a pigeon do that before. <laughs> I was like, this is a first for me. You're, you're like, feed the birds, the <laughs> Yeah, I felt like that woman in Mary Poppins. <laughs> but at first I thought it was just trying to get away from the other pigeons because they were a little aggressive. Um, but it's up on my knee and then eventually gets on my shoulder. And I'm just like, this is so cool. This is the coolest experience. Well, right then, this older gentleman... And he sounded like he had kind of a Canadian accent or an American accent. Definitely wasn't Irish. Um, Walks over and he just says to me, he goes, at first he looks at the pigeon that's on my knee and goes, there you are. And then he looks at me and he says, are you taking care of my birds? And I was like, what? What? And he has like a little bag on him. And he sits down next to me. And he just puts his hand down and that little bird just crawls right up to his hand and he pulls out this loaf of bread and he pulls off a piece and he said, I've been looking for her everywhere today. He's like, I come and I feed her. She's actually one of my favorites. And I'm like, is this really happening happening to me right now? (laughs) And he tells me, he starts to tell me that um, he was from the U.S. He's an older gentleman, probably looks like he's in his 70s or 80s. So he's, he's, you know, up there. 
but tells me that uh, after the war, and I'm assuming that you know it's it's either the Korean War or Vietnam, um, he decided to move to Ireland from the U.S. Mm-hmm. and one of his favorite things to do is to go there and to feed the birds. And that this very particular bird that had been on my knee actually had uh, Parkinson's. Mm. And I then noticed that he would give her a piece of bread that he made himself. He would make, hand make these special loaves of bread for the birds. And he gives her a little piece. And when she tries to eat it, she just kind of goes crazy. And like, just her head is like whipping around and you notice that it's different. Like very different. Bird, birds yeah. will like doop, doop, doop left and right. But you notice like there was something yeah. different in the way she was just moving. And and I noticed then that the other birds would come up and try to take the bread from her. But he would he would kind of shoo them away and give them some seeds. And he brought like oats, some like Aww. raw oats for them. And he said, I feed her because she has... Uh, Parkinson's Mm -hmm. and and then he's telling me about this and telling me about how he loves animals he's clearly like an animal empath person Mm -hmm. like very empathic toward toward animals and he starts telling me about his life and how he's like you know animals are a lot easier than humans he's like animals just they want love and they want to be taken care of and so I'm just sitting there like whoa is this this moment is really happening it's real life yeah and he tells me that ever since you know he would even when he was a boy um, that he would take care of animals like that and I asked him I said do you have any dogs or cats or anything like that at home and he said you know I can't have pets like that because my heart can't my heart can't take the heartbreak whenever they pass away And I'm just sitting here like, this is just such a beautiful, beautiful moment. And he's just talking to me about these birds that he takes care of. And behind us is a gate, like a fence and some like shrubbery. And he goes, oh yeah, there are some baby birds in there. And I said, there are, I didn't hear anything. And he goes, yeah, watch. And he sprinkles some oats on the fence, just sprinkles it there. And he goes, watch. And all of a sudden these little birds just pop right out these tiny little birds and they just start eating the oats. But yeah, for me, that was just such a, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. And I remember um, at this point I needed to go meet Fred and I stood up and I looked at him and I said, you know what? This, this was a really beautiful moment that I needed. I, I really needed this. And I think that this is probably, you know, one of the most special moments that I'll have here in Ireland, because he asked, you know, what we were doing there. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? You're not the first one. I People will come here and sit next to me while I feed the birds, and they'll just tell me their problems. Mm. And when they leave, they always say that they feel better. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that oh. precious? It's so precious. Uh, I literally <laughs> don't have words. Like, how do, you, how do you just meet somebody? How do you happen to sit on a bench and... You know, we see pigeons all the time when you live in a city and you're like, hmm. And you, you walk by them and you just don't think about them. But here's yeah. this, this, this pigeon that has these physical disabilities and has a hard time eating because the other pigeons will attack it. And this man bakes special bread for it and comes and feeds her every day. It's beautiful. Every single day. That's beautiful. And she knows him so well that she'll just crawl right up on his finger and she'll just give him little pecks on his cheeks and stuff. And oh. it's just, it was so beautiful. It really like reminded me that sometimes slowing down in life and seeing the beauty of 
of the things that are around you is like so important. Yeah. Um, I left crying. I was walking through the park. Oh. <laughs> the Dubliners were probably looking at me like, what the heck? Oh, what's my. going on? Is he okay? <laughs> and he was like, yes. I just... But I cried because I was like, wow, I was so thankful for that moment. And it's something I will remember for the rest of my life. Honestly, it was, it was beautiful. But that day in Dublin, um, being able to just walk around was, was just a, a cool experience getting to see a different part of Ireland and getting to see the capital and going and seeing, you know, Temple Bar in that area. And we had lunch before we left the city and it was just really beautiful. But, but that experience in the park made everything. Wow. Yeah. It was just gorgeous. So, wow, wow, wow. Yes. And so later on in July, the last, I think it was kind of the final heat wave that we had. We again, in parentheses, Heat wave. And for them, I mean, that's like 29 degrees Celsius, which is about 84, 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And then when you think about that, that is pretty warm. Yeah, it's very unheard of for them. Yeah. A lot of them, no one has AC. There's no reason to have AC, really. I'd say we had a solid three weeks um, during our time in Ireland. We had a solid three weeks of really good summer weather. Three weeks in a row or like three weeks total? No, three weeks total. I was about to say it was like (laughs) nine days here. The the nine days, I think in July where it didn't rain and it was sunny and it was, you know, the 25s to 28s to 22s. Everyone was just like, oh my gosh, it's never like this. It hasn't been like this in years. And we're just like, "Mm, you're welcome. In Europe, you know that it's warm whenever they start bringing out the shorts and the sandals, especially yeah. for men. Like that's not super, very common, not as common as it is in the U S. And so the shorts were out, the legs were pale. Skies <laughs> out, thighs out, the legs were pale. <laughs> yes. I was like, Oh my gosh, I belong here. <laughs> Look at this real light melanin of mine. <laughs> but the, the warmest day that we had while we were there, um, Fred was so kind and we actually went to the beach. He's like, you want to go to the beach? And that we is did. not his accent. We went so to Inchidoni. Sorry, sorry, Fred. We apologize. <laughs> Love you. But we went to Inchidoni Beach. It was just so gorgeous. Yeah, we got in the water. Like a 40 minute drive southwest of Cork. 45 yeah. minutes to an hour um, near Clonacadote yeah. where they make black pudding, <laughs> which I... I had like half of a bite of the white. Yeah, don't. We're not even going to tell you what black pudding is made of. Try it for yourself. Yes, but don't ask what it's actually made don't, of. Don't ask. Don't tell, baby. You just eat it. We tried it. We tried it. Just a little bite. A little bite. bite. Not my favorite. Not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> but yeah, we went to Inchidoni, um, and this is toward the end of July, and. We went swimming, and it was oh, so yes, beautiful. a nice sandy beach. Lots of people there. Oh yeah, the but Irish—they were loving it. The water—it was so beautiful. You could just watch the tide come in and out, and the water was like surprisingly warm. You know, the Atlantic is always known for being cold, but we're just kind of like you know inching in, inching in, and then eventually you get to like shoulder level, and you're like, oh. and we're like out in the water, looking back on the uh, like back on the uh, shoreline. And it's like hills that lead up to these gorgeous little Irish cottages. And you could just see all around you are like these very cl- these cliffs. And it's just so beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment. And I think that kind of what was like the cherry on top of all of it was as we're swimming, we just see these little jellyfish go by us. Oh my gosh, I was terrified. I like, I was like, oh, 
oh, don't touch me. Please don't touch me. But I never, like, swimming with jellyfish? Come on. I mean, come <laughs> in on. Ireland. In Ireland. <laughs> just, like, on this beautiful, like, the hottest, probably sunniest day of the year. And we're just with friends and surrounded by all these beautiful, it's so green. And, of course, you know, people on their farms and the cows living their best life with the salty air. And it was just it a was moment just a to sit moment. there and be like, Wow. Yeah. Like it really and, was. And and a lot for a lot of people being in water and surrounded by water is very healing. It's very um it's a way to wash away any stress, wash wash away any anxiety, wash away any anything that you've been holding on to. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was for us. It was really beautiful and it was a great way to like top off our first month. Um the very last thing, literally the last day of July, we went and had a seafood dinner mm. at a restaurant mm. called Quinlan's in Cork. Mm. So and good. Austin had his f- first oysters, the first time he'd I ever had, had oysters. I had oysters for the first time. Put a little hot sauce on that, a little squeeze of lemon. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> that was one of the big things that we were like, we have to do. We had seafood as much as possible. Fish and chips constantly. Ugh, yum. There were weekends where I was like, wait, I think I've had fish and chips almost every meal so far. Here we go out. <laughs> yes, it was so good. And the seafood so fresh, caught from the Atlantic being right there near the ocean. It yeah. was ugh, oysters. It, was, yum, 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 it yum, yum. was. It was beautiful. And so July, I would say out of, out of the time that we were in Ireland, July was really a month of a lot of adventure and being able to go out to West Cork was just perfect. Um, being able to see Cove and going to the Titanic Memorial Garden. Um, it was just, it was really nice because the first two weeks were really hard. It was a really hard transition, especially for me. And that first month meeting these friends, these very genuine people who are giving, meeting the man in the park, meeting these people in Cove, meeting, uh, I think the best way to really know a city is to start to talk to servers and bartenders because they're going to be real with you straight up. They're the, I think... People who work in hospitality are a city's number one tourism uh, yes. uh, gift. Yeah, value and them. Absolutely. Yeah, value them. And they were literally were just like, so just like, try this. No, you don't want this. This is amazing. Or, yeah, go over here. And, and, and as we started to just, you know, start this adventure that we had been dreaming about, it really just started to unfold. And we felt so loved and so welcomed. And it was just, July was really beautiful. It was so amazing. Yeah, and I I would say, you know, now digging a little bit deeper into, uh, you know, what we were going on, what was going on inside of us internally, um, we both kind of realized at the end of the month, wow, like a lot of things like our anxiety, like for me, I used to have, panic attacks were pretty common for me in the U.S. Yeah, very common. Um, But, you know, life really slowed down. I think that one thing we keep talking about and bringing up is like the people, the people, the people, you know, the, during these heat waves, you know, the Irish were just out and about and just so happy. The friends that we met, you know, who came from different parts of the world and decided to live in Cork. Um, Just the people made these experiences for us. And so that's really, I mean, at the heart of it, that's really what our journeys are all about is we get to meet these beautiful people and we get to experience different cultures and different lifestyles and different things that, you know, we don't get to see in the U.S. And so I think July for both of us was like this detox. It was. From stress and, from you know. From the, us just repeating, like waking up, working, 
making dinner, watching TV, going to bed, repeat, watching TV, going to bed, watching TV, going to bed. And that's something we became really comfortable with as, as many, many of you listening and many people do. And I think that that shakeup of July, especially mid to end July was just like ways to shed that off, that anxiety, that stress, the rat race, the go, 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 that you need to have these things to be happy, that you need to be, uh, I mean, in, in America, it's very, I mean, we've been told time and time again, like, oh, we understand your accent because movies, so, so many movies come from America, so much social media, pop culture comes from the United States. Yeah, and something that somebody posted very recently, and a lot of, and again, and I'll put their information here, but Karen and Nate talk about a lot about um, is when you see things on social, that is a very, um, that's only a small. It's a snapshot. A snapshot. It's a second. Of, of that person's life. And it's a only second. what they want you to see. Exactly. And there's probably a filter on it. And it was probably staged a little bit. And even with us, we show you a lot of the beautiful parts. But there are rough things that go on. There are difficulties, you know, in July, as all of these beautiful adventures were happening, we were still working through, you know, our own happiness and really trying to get rid of toxic mindsets, you know, but I think changing our environment and taking the leap was really the first step in being able to, to say, you know what, we need to make a decision on what mindsets are we going to keep and what mindsets are we going to get rid of and and being around the Irish people, which are some of the, they're some of the friendliest people oh. that we've ever met. They're just truly, s- just seriously, oh, so nice. <laughs> they remind me of hobbits from like Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh, very jovial, yes. like that share just... a pine, clink, 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 <laughs> shalancha. Exactly, yeah. Um, but you know, for us, July was a, a beautiful, beautiful time to to really kind of really inundate ourselves in the Irish culture really change a lot of the mindsets and ask ourselves what's really important. You know, we got to experience some truly beautiful things. Um, and ultimately I think that we just from the beginning of the month to the end of the month, we both changed a lot. You yeah. know, we stopped stressing over the little things, yeah. you know, and y'all that was just the start. That like, was just the beginning. That was just 31 days, 30 days. That was it. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> it was, but yeah, July 2021 impacted us. We really, really made the full transition into living in Ireland. We had some incredibly beautiful adventures with beautiful friends. Um, and yeah, I'm just so thankful and so grateful. So blessed. For those adventures. Yes. But yes. So again, remember to follow us here wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you'll get updated on when our next episode comes out. And very important, remember to chase your happiness. And thanks for vibing with us.